and Grind Morning Show is on. 419 The Grind. Show me it's flying high. You got 
Oh, no, Claude, I reeled. No, I reeled. Give me a goddamn. We're going to talk about some tracking. Hey, welcome in. You're tuned into the number one voted podcast, the Rising Grind Morning Show with Leah Renee, Shay, K, Clyde Green, and Jay. Good Wednesday morning. It is hump day. Hump day. And it's Ask a Lawyer Day with our boy Dennis. What's he up, is guys? in the house. And of course, we got the legendary DJ Key Success back with us for another day. Ran and he brought a guest with him. I Everything. can't wait to talk to our new friend. <laughs> and we switched What's his it up name again? Cannon? Gregory Buchanan Jr. Gregory Buchanan Jr. That's who we're going to sit down with today. Yes. (laughs) Very talented young man. So shout out to DJ Key Success for bringing him through. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another great Rising Ryan morning show. Rising Ryan, beautiful people. Shout out to our sponsors, Hotbox. Hotbox. Mud City ENT. Mm Mm-hmm. J. Russ Jennings. Yes. Sasha Denise. Sasha. Greater New Psalmist Church. Amen. Legendary Carpet Care. Hey now. Witness Riches. Yes. The Social Butterfly. And the Starly. And, and if you, oh, and Lance Self, self the People Self, I can't forget him. him. And, and if, if you would like, like to become a sponsor of the number one voted podcast, send your info to rise and grind at the 419grind.com. And you can become a sponsor of our show. Why, Why is it so, so quiet? I know, and I'm looking <laughs> at my face. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm so to have music. If you look at my face, my eyes are like, oh, like I'm like, 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 i Jesse, of course, always working hard to make sure that everything is set up. And um, yeah, he looked like he just got done playing the three on three championship. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Was doing the clock. He was sweating. The morning so, grinders. Oh, the morning grinders. I can't even. We don't have a window to look out. Wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, we can't yeah. see the sun. It, was, uh, it wasn't doing too much. It was a little breezy. Yeah, it was a little a little breezy. Currently, we're looking at 63 degrees. Um, the sun is starting to poke out a little bit, but it is a little chilly out there. You might want to take a hoodie or a jacket or something with you when you go out the door. But later on today, you're not going to need that jacket because it's going to get to a high of 81 degrees, and we're going to see a lot of sun. So it's going to be a beautiful day today, uh, you know, Wednesday. Um, get out Hump there. Day. Yeah, Hump take day. advantage of the great weather. There, you know, get out, <laughs> get out there, take a walk in the park. You know, maybe you ride your bike, whatever you want to do. Hump. 
Going into the weekend, it's going to also be a beautiful weekend. We're going to be, yeah, we're going to be in the high 80s all weekend with all sun. So, um, yeah. What you going to do, Dennis, catch some rays? What you guys going to do this weekend? I think so. Isn't Jeep Fest downtown this weekend? That's right, it is. My daughter's got a performance this weekend. They got a Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah? Price is having his fashion show, so that's Sunday. And then they're having, they perform it at a Quinceanero. Where is his fashion show? Um, at all occasions. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they perform all the, um, there every year. With oh, right. that's awesome. Oh, he has this every year? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. And his yeah. own clothing line? Yep. Okay. Now you can tell him at the next one, he needs to have us live broadcast. Oh, I already done told him. And what's the name of his line? Who's clothing line? Uh, Price. Because he getting a check for them what's dresses. The and the wigs. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Remember, we yeah. had him on here, Price. Yeah. Right? We had him on here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name is Price. Price Fashions. That's what it's oh, called. All this design. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. He designs dresses, like not clothes. Like fancy dresses. Like the proms Like the prom. Like, you know, them expensive like dresses. Yeah. All the girls. Was I here when you Yeah, I think so. We was in, the, in over there. But he the one that do all the girls for the prom. Let me see. I'm going to pull it up, man. It's 2021. Yeah, he's been doing dog wear dresses or something. Yeah. He did my baby shower dress for A. So, yeah, he... I'm gonna show and you. He brings people, so he had you gonna pretty, remember when pretty I girl V hosted last time. Op Barbie is hosting this time. He brought cash down. He always brings. So he got the eye on how you want to dress to look on the wall. You started what January? Yeah, you got that bag. Yeah, that was January 21st. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's my boy. Shout out to Price. Shout out, Shout out to, to Price. Yeah. Yes. Sure. And Royalty yeah. Dance Team. That's who my daughter's dance for. Shout dance. out to them. Yes. And then wow. you leaving, ain't you, Leah? Yeah, I'm leaving. Right? I'm flying out tonight, this evening. I'm Where are you going? To Arizona. When did you say that? She been saying that. <laughs> Just as much where, as she talk about where you going, going in, where you going in Arizona? Um, Phoenix. Well, surprise, really. I, I'll fly into Phoenix, but my sister lives in Surprise, so we're going to visit my sister, right my now. nieces, and nephews. That's what I'm going to Is it a surprise or are you going to Surprise? I'm going to Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, Arizona. Surprise, Arizona. Arizona's beautiful. It's yeah, like it, very it, diverse from oh the top God. to the bottom. Yeah. Maybe not like racially, but topography wise. Yeah, That's their uh, views are amazing. Yeah. When y'all coming back? Next Wednesday. Oh, y'all sample for a week? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's get into it, guys. There was 141 car accidents last week oh in Toledo. So I'm starting to uh, get these numbers back for you. I used to do these all the time where I'd plot where the accidents were in Toledo, and then I'd publish them. But it was like a lot of work. So for a while, I just sort of stopped. But I'm back at it. So uh, 141 last week, which is actually kind of low, even though it sounds like a lot. Uh, two fatal ones, one at uh, Holland, Sylvania, and Bancroft. Mm-hmm. The other one at Douglas and Grantwood. Mm. Oh. Uh, so everyone, be safe out there. Are those hospitals? Put your phone down. You know, I'm trying to put myself out of business, right? That's a car accident lawyer. So if I can, if I can do that, then there won't be any more car accidents. Oh, idea, you right? know, speaking of traffic as- accidents, we didn't do traffic, and I just wanted to mention that the Door Street um, exit is now open. Remember, I was telling you guys about 475. Yeah. Um, they opened the Door Street uh, ramp now, and it's now open. It just, uh, literally just opened yesterday, so no, I was able to use it this morning when hey. I had to. I had to take milk back to the baby. I know. And so, I had to, I got off there, and I was like, "Wow, this was so convenient." <laughs> you know, somebody somebody did mention it yesterday on the show. 
in the comments that this is supposed to open up. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the construction is getting done finally, yeah. especially mm -hmm. because a lot of this stuff was done to for the Solheim Cup golf tournament oh, that's yeah, happening yeah. next month. So yes. I think that we're going to see a lot of like downtown is finally done. The Summit Street project is, oh, like, is mostly it? done. The only thing that's still left is whether or not somebody owes some money for that. <laughs> so, uh oh. So it's got to pay the bill, but otherwise it's done. Uh -oh. They trying to get who was the Buckeye that yeah, was like, I don't know this deal. The saga continues. That and is that's funny. Take years to figure that is that out. crazy. Wow. So what's going to happen to the construction company that put that together? The city already paid it. Oh, okay. So the question is just, does Buckeye Who's paying money the back? city yeah. back? Okay. Gotcha. Got you. Like, yeah, right. right. I ain't got nothing to do with Right, I, I got, got my check. Hey. I did my job, sir. So I was done. They <laughs> said they no about problem. to call pathway. They're like, uh-uh, don't evict us. Hey, you said, so what you about to do with the access? Are you about to be able to... Monitor where you be able to pinpoint hotspots. Yeah, we used to have a map every every week that would show exactly where everything was, and then we do like a heat map where like where the the worst areas were. And I think we're gonna bring that back because it's useful for people to try to either avoid certain areas or just be a little bit more careful when they're going through certain areas. Mm -hmm. And like, there are definitely trends when you look at those statistics, like where car accidents happen all the time. And I'm not blaming the design of the city or whatever, but some you gotta explain it somehow. So certain areas are just like particularly bad. Well, seem to be a way to get court costs and fees. Well, they ain't gonna stop getting those. Right. Yeah. Speaking about of money, uh, U.S. Uh, there were winners and losers of the pandemic. I would say one of the big winners of the pandemic was Zoom. So that was a company that gives these t uh, video conferencing mm -hmm. services. Do you guys use that? Yeah. yeah. That? Oh yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was kind of unknown a little bit before the pandemic and it really exploded during the pandemic and something started happening a lot where people were getting Zoom bombed and what Zoom bomb means is like, you know, Clyde and I are on a Zoom call and all of a sudden somebody just like pops in that we didn't invite at all. <laughs> hey guys. <Yeah. laughs> what y'all talking about? <laughs> right. What's going on here? So uh, there was a lawsuit filed against uh, Zoom saying basically that they were allowing that to happen, something in the, either their technology or they were just sort of not paying attention. And they just settled it for $85 million, except that it's important that they did not admit that they did anything wrong other than that they had to pay 85 million bucks and uh they're basically now going to uh have to pay out up to 25 dollars per subscription um or it could be as low as 15 but for everybody that used zoom and bought a subscription you could be entitled after this class action is settled you could be entitled to some money back either mm. 15 or 25 bucks i didn't well, know you had to pay for it i could use zoom and never some, know. For it. some people for like business accounts or certain uh like other specific types of accounts would need to pay for it mm. if they wanted like a certain number of people in there yeah, or, like, well, i ain't certain... never pay for no zoom call yeah right. it's like about how long the zoom thing oh, would go okay, on gotcha. to like mm. i think you'd only do it for like 30 minutes on a free account you might be able to do it an infinite amount of time on the other ones but... i know it was on an hour for my uh, TLC, our business, we have Zoom meet. We have Zoom meetings, and it'll be Jeremy an hour. Zoom bombed. They would never pop in. They wasn't supposed. <laughs> to but we ain't had to pay for it either. So it's probably the company that probably pays for it, right? I would assume for yeah, in her yeah, situation, yeah, like in that so. situation, mm -hmm. probably so. So they might be entitled to fifteen to twenty five dollars. How they pop in if the host don't let them in? Uh, that's yeah, the, that was, they was getting, That's why it's called. Bomb. Oh wow, that's interesting. Is that somehow in the way that it was written, the code was written, or it was being they were just popping in? Oh. You, know just, you know, scammers, yeah. they smart. Like, yeah, them hackers. So, yeah, them know. hackers are geniuses. They probably, <laughs> like the cash a dude and his wife probably was getting real freaky on the Zoom. A dude probably like, hey, me too. Oh, you just and so happy 15 or 25 huh? bucks if that happens. I thought you was going to laugh. Like, I, it's not funny. <laughs>
Somebody was Zoom bomb doing your boo, huh? My no. city ENT. <laughs> Why would you Zoom? We have FaceTime, okay? Oh, all right. Oh, he might not, he might no, that's when you had an Android. No, I'm not talking. Nobody's got an Android. Oh, my bad. <laughs> and you definitely ain't arguing with him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going back and forth with that uh, green. With that Android. <laughs> Bougie. <laughs> Moving right along. So, you <laughs> I was about to say, you ain't printing out all the packets for us. <laughs> He's done yeah, printing out our practice. Oh, he said, there was an eviction moratorium that was uh, that was uh, enacted into law back before, like way early in the pandemic. And it basically said that landlords couldn't evict people if they were behind on their rent. The idea was we don't want to kick people out of their homes and then have them moving around the world spreading coronavirus was mm. basically the idea. It was set to expire on Saturday and it did expire. Oddly enough, there was no conversation about what was going to happen here. And the weird thing about this is that the government actually earmarked like $46 billion to pay people's back rent, mm-hmm. but they've only distributed $3 billion of it. So it left these pe- a lot of people who should probably get money to help them pay for their back rent without actually getting that money in their hand and forcing the potential that they're going to get evicted because the government didn't pay the money and didn't put in an additional ban on evictions. So yesterday evening... They instituted a limited ban on evictions. It'll cover about 90% of the population, mm. and it should stop evictions until October 2nd. So hopefully this federal program can start paying out a little bit more of that money, stop people from being evicted, get them back up on their feet. Hopefully. Yeah, you know, it's the government, right? Good enough for government work? Right, that's right. Why didn't they get money out in the, in the first place? Yeah, that doesn't right. make sense. They got to spend the money. So I mean, maybe everybody don't meet the criteria like they thought. You know, that's one thing. And there's they said a lot that, of stipulations. Yeah, you know, they said uh, basically there's a $20 billion owed to landlords. So they've got $46 billion. So they've got more than enough money to cover the liabilities to these landlords. It's just a matter of processing and getting it through. And I'm sure that they're trying to prevent a pr- fraud and all that. Like, right. uh, but... No, it ain't prevented too good from the PPP. <laughs> Why you want to play with our <laughs> rent? Right. Y'all was passing out stuff to CC's, tamales, and they, that's fucking uh-huh. IGA. That don't even make any sense. That should have been the first thing that had been paid They got a PPP to IGA? Yeah, and they ain't even a business no more. It's now a CC's, tamales. <laughs> Ain't even got none. They going on. So uh, <laughs> last week, that was a lot of fun with the ki- the amazing kids. Yeah. Uh, they so they were, fun. especially that one where they were sort of like talking about that potential law that we were writing. I had a lot of fun with that. And uh, oh, bringing animals into the Yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I wonder just uh, to you guys, do you think that universities should allow, vaccina- should require vaccinations before you go to a university? I'm going to play the same game with you guys. No. I didn't hear you ask that question, but I don't feel like they should um, make, require anybody to have to do that. That should still be. What about like other vaccines? Not like the coronavirus vaccine. What about like other vaccines? Like, you know, whatever. Polio no, not if something. you don't want to. No. Okay. We got no over there. Everyone else. I think everyone's probably it in agreement on that. It should not be a requirement. Yeah, it, well, it's like not. partial to it. I was it, listening to something that though? it was not so, technically a requirement so I, in I, Ohio. I went to Indiana University and this recently came up at IU, the school that I went to. And basically they put in a policy that said that if you're coming back to campus this fall, you have to have a coronavirus vaccine. Mm. And of course it was challenged. It went up to the federal court and this federal court judge wrote this extremely long opinion, which is usually helpful because it doesn't just deal with that specific situation but it sort of gives you an idea of how maybe other federal judges might deal with it and basically he went through um this whole thing where he said look 
schools like Indiana University and other universities require vaccines for all sorts of other things. Um, so, for example, he was talking about you have to have uh, a vaccine for rubella, uh, mumps, measles, and these have been required since as early as 1993 to go to that university. So they, he didn't think that this in particular was anything different than what right. they already were doing. Right. And he said that this is not a problem and he has no he had no particular issue with Indiana University forcing its students to do this. So we'll see if that expands more widely. I think University of Michigan just did the same thing. Um, Ohio, as I understand it, the governor just came out and said, you can't do this. Uh, but we'll see whether or not, I mean, just because yeah, the governor said something. Was, I thought it was that that was not I a think, law unless it was uh, California. I'm, I'm thinking the judge probably made that decision more or less because it's, it's your option to want to go to that school. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to come here. You and know, also there's exemptions. It's written kind of kind of tightly. Like yeah, if you have a medical reason or a religious reason that you don't want to get the vaccination, right. then that's fine. Um, they don't they don't really define all of the circumstances that you could, you know, be a conscientious objector to this. But as long, at least in this instance, for this time, and it'll go up further, I'm sure, uh, Indian University was allowed to do this, and you just don't get to go to school unless you do this. So if you were in your third or fourth year and you're about to graduate and you don't want to get the vaccine, at least for now, you're not going back to school. Not to Indiana, you better transfer them credits. That's right. Or so. do online. Uh, well, what about well, yeah, online? What about online? online? Yeah, you got to um, be in there to go to online. Yeah, I think that that would be, I, I mean, assuming you can do all the classes that you need to online. Yeah, I mean, I think right. you could probably People do, do online way. school all the time. But yeah, it's a controversial issue. It's going to come out more. New York City just came out with a yeah. law that said uh, you can't, what is it, you can't even go you there unless proof, you show yeah, proof of vaccination. Like, you can't go into indoor activities unless you show proof of it. Can't wear a mask. So like you can go to New York, in. but you just can't go to dinner or like yep. anything else. Not even like with a mask. That's like, when. Yeah, yeah, they um, just did it yesterday or two oh, days wow. ago. I yeah. just seen uh, uh. it. Yeah, you can't go uh, nowhere. So this is going to be a big issue as we as it kind of continues. This is crazy. Yeah. That, I feel that's, like that so should not be just, forced on anybody. So no. you can just visit New York. You can't go into no establishment. Just like look at it. From <laughs> the unless you got your vaccine. Yeah. I feel like that's just so crazy. That should not be forced. You can't even go in a hotel, so you might as well just not even go. Who put that in the place? Cuomo? Uh, no, uh, uh, de Blasio. Speaking okay. of Cuomo. I know. Yeah, no, right. yeah. Whoa, 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 I was, uh, I, I, know. I, I know, I was waiting. I was <laughs> up tomorrow because, you know, Dennis I'm, like half, I'm half Italian, right? <laughs> so this guy who tried to blame his, like, touchy-feeliness on the fact that he's Italian. Like, I can't help it. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. I didn't hear <laughs> I that part. I love him. I love him. No, he got a violin. Listen, listen, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Get out of here, man. That man said, it's a term of warmth. And I do it to everybody. And it was like really I do it bizarre to because his defense. A term of his, warmth? Yeah. yeah that's that's what he said. His yeah. defense was a photo montage of him like kissing people. <laughs> Touching people's face. Wow. And he's like, I do it he's to like, everybody. He's like, I do this Come to everybody. On. Like, this is what but I do. Didn't Biden defense. get the same? Yes. That's why they were they were, like, they were, they were talking about that because they were saying like, well, Biden, how too. dare you? Like, yeah. oh, now you got all this to say when they were saying the same shit about Trump. Biden said he should step down. Telling him to step down. But you didn't step down, bro. Right. That ain't cool. I was thinking that same thing. creepy. Really yeah, cool. like is he the one that was sending on. pictures of his uh, genitalia? No, that was. Uh, no, that was. Uh, this boy is so ready for hump day. Like, what is going <laughs> that was, uh, on? That was. What was his name? That was. Um, he had a uh, 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 wiener. Anthony Weiner. Oh, Anthony Weiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was his last name? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I thought it was, I don't know. That was rich. Wow. How ironic. He's living up to his last name. Uh, okay. He said, what am I doing wrong? Listen, I'm just living up to my name, okay? <laughs> if Italians can be touching Philly, I can live up to my last okay. name. Right. I want to show my wiener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
a couple weeks back. <laughs> a couple weeks back, we were talking Dennis, about. Dennis, ain't gonna come up about you, man. You all on our show. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> what? He got the wildlife package. You think he's okay. gonna risk that? You think he's gonna risk that? The wildlife package? He, he got the uninsured yeah, coverage. I know what I, I know what I signed up for, guys. <laughs> you can't surprise me. Uh, speaking of people who didn't know what they signed up for, though, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets goalie Matis Kivlaniak, twenty-four, he dies in a firework accident. If you remember, a couple weeks back, oh, we were yeah. talking about how Ohio was thinking about legalizing all fireworks around July Fourth. Uh-huh. We were talking wow. about this. Yeah, um, it was it, it, wild turn of events maybe like no more than a couple days after we were talking about that on the show the columbus blue jackets goaltender uh he was at a party at another goalie's house actually manny legacy is a detroit red wings goalie and uh, apparently he got hit in the chest with a firework that fell oh, and it God. killed him it wow. him. killed him he said wow. they said he died of a percussive injury originally they said that he fell and slipped in the pool but then they ultimately came out and said it was like a firework that basically so shot they lied him. at first yeah. the people, sometimes in they the don't pool. know when you say they you're talking about the people there that was at the party uh, no uh, actually it was authorities sometimes oh, they just okay. don't know okay, gotcha, they just gotcha. like say I you that, like- that's why like when you see a lot of situations happen where somebody dies they'll always say like it's a pending investigation we don't know yeah we know you want more information but Sometimes somebody gets a little off the reservation and what? just like. But to fall into the pool or get blew up by a, a firework. Right. They said it was a head injury during a fall, but and it may still have been a secondary head injury after he got hit. But what in any event, they ultimately found out that it was because he suffered a percussive injury to his chest. So he got oh, wow. shot. He was got shot by a firework. Gosh. Uh, after oh. this, and I don't know that the two Jesus. things are related. The governor of Ohio vetoed that law that would have allowed fireworks to be legal in Ohio. Because they not, were getting ready to legalize it. I'm not sure whether he ever really would have oh, legalized but this it. Really was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I think you yeah. made mention to that accident on the east side as well. Um, yeah, with the like, truck blew up and all sorts of other oh, stuff. My. So he well, said that. What happened there? I didn't yeah, a whole that. truck um, like uh, full of uh, fireworks like basically blew up. Oh, my God. And it was like going on for like hours. Right? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, you all truck, but they said, they think it might have been. Uh, it was the driver? Somebody did it on purpose? Uh, yeah. It was like a trailer or something. Oh, so just the, was in okay. It. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. And, uh, Governor DeWine, when he vetoed it, said basically, look, if we had passed this law, it would have been the least restrictive in the country. You could have like launched whatever you want off 24 hours a day on these holidays. Like. It's a bridge too far. I'm not doing it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, too much. It, that is pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy turn of events. Because um, I feel like with them having the law over it, it's like people are still going to do it. They know that, but it's like at least they're going to be a little more, like you said, restricted. Like yeah, with it, maybe. you know, if there's no law, then people are they're just going to be going doing crazy. crazy. Like they're just going to be going doing crazy. It for Easter, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> for, for hump day. Right. Clyde to be all over. All over. <laughs> so, uh, another thing that the coronavirus pandemic created with was a lot of insurance issues, and the big insurance issue was for movies and video, and video productions, so like TV shows. So, these productions cost a ton of money, like thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, sometimes more per day. Disney's one of the biggest ones who pays these uh, production fees. But the question is if they had to stop production because somebody got a positive test or there was a potential exposure and they got to stop for seven or 14 days, are they responsible for paying all that or are their insurance company responsible for paying that? Well, if you ask their insurance company, they say that they are not, the insurance company is not responsible for paying that. Uh, there's nothing that would trigger coverage. And there's a large lawsuit right now uh, being filed to sort of determine whether or not the insurance company fireman's fund has to pay all of this money so 
We'll see what insurance don't want to take responsibility for nothing. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. You better get that Aflac. Well, you know, get that Aflac prescriptions. Right. The thing about insurance that always upsets me the most is that when you look at their front-facing advertising versus the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis, it couldn't be more different. It's like on one hand, they're your best. They like false advertising like a mug. False advertising. They're your neighbor. They're your best friend. But is that why they have like ducks and and like geckos like being their mascots? Friendly, like cute. Faces to, to yeah, you know it's to like, Laura it's like a, yeah. <laughs> all the insurance companies funny, right? Yeah. Whenever anyone says you have to do yeah, from like, waiting to exhale, like it's like it's like they're overcorrecting for what yeah. they know yeah. the reality yeah. is, and like whenever somebody says to me something like, "Hey, uh, I'm being honest with you here," I always think like, "You're not really being <laughs> right." <laughs> so like when whenever those commercials come out, it infuriates me because like I've seen things that I would not want a good neighbor to do to me or like my best friend or something covering me so in any event liberty 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 yeah, yeah. State so Farm guy. Jake from State Farm Jake from State Farm Disney's in it right now and the big issue is whether or not the government stopped them from operating which would possibly trigger coverage or if they made the decision themselves to protect their employees and if they made the decision themselves they weren't being told by the government to do it then they're going to have to suck up the costs and mm. it's it's expensive millions of dollars so speaking of millions of dollars by the way mm. Michael Jackson when he passed away you have to value your likeness if it's worth some money, right? And because you have to determine what that likeness is worth, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay taxes on that, or it has to go into the estate, you know, so that you can determine how much, like, just the the aura of you, like, the, the <laughs> and, like in perpetuity, right? So, Michael, right. you think Michael Jackson's likeness, like, just him as an individual, the way he looks, the way he carried himself, et cetera, would have been worth a decent amount of money. But it obviously, wasn't? it was probably tarnished a little bit because of things that happened in more recent times. Well, anyways, the IRS uh, was in a protracted lawsuit with the estate to try to determine what the worth was. Uh, basically, the IRS thought that his value was $434 million just for mm. his likeness. And the estate, which is like his living family, was like, mm-hmm. it's only worth $3 bucks, which is kind of bizarre because you usually wouldn't have it going that way. Right, uh, but right. in any event... Uh, the judge ultimately found out that they that it was closer to the three million dollar number and assessed the value of Michael Jackson's likeness after his death at four point one million dollars. How did they value somebody's yeah, likeness? How do you, how like, do you even do well, that? So, so this is always tough, and we deal with this a lot. In like um, when somebody passes away untimely, because like let's say a car accident or whatever else, you got to try to value what somebody's life is worth. It's always a tug and pull between the insurance company saying they're worthless or they're not worth very much, and mm. us saying that if they're invaluable, damn, damn. Uh, it's <laughs> so in this situation, the judge Sheesh. the judge looked at a lot of factors, and basically this is what the judge wrote: uh, "Quote Jackson had outlived the peak of his popularity." But the decades before his death, he kept spending as if he had not. Mm. Popular culture always moves on. Uh, there were certainly years when he was the most well-known popular music star. And even after his death, there have been years when he was the world's highest earning entertainer. But there were also years when he was more famous for his unusual behavior and not his unusual talent. What? And there were some years where his fame was turned infamous by serious accusations of the most noisome acts. We make no particular judgment about what Jackson did or is alleged to have done, but we must decide... Uh, how what he did is alleged to have affected his value and what he left behind. 
I can see if he came out at like 24, 25. He came out the womb singing and doing the moonwalk. Like, that shit holds some type of Right, way. He yeah. He came yeah, out yeah, the womb yeah, yeah. singing. Like, well, like, even his, I mean. Because even those allegations, that didn't last that long. Well, who's going to have me in? Do you guys got posters of Michael Jackson around here? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't start because I got him in my head. I was going to say, like, no, my dad had the surprise at it. My dad had the glitter glove frame. I'm not that surprised because, like, at the end of the day, it's not, it, it, all of that is facts. Like, he, yeah, you know. I mean, and like, who judges, was he really? Like, when, you know what I mean? Right? Like, like, that's still crazy. Look at, he like, put all that work in, and you were just supposed to say, Yeah, like, you think you're supposed to say, Yeah, but here was, yeah, I mean, here but, was the know. fact that really played a lot of a big role in this. The f- six months before his death, he made $24 off his likeness. $24? $24. In six months? Six Michael months. Jackson? That's crazy. Wow. Off his likeness. Now, that doesn't mean like his music. No, or no, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. How like, do you make money off his likeness? So you could uh, use Selling it merch, a, right? A, a cele- you'd be a celebrity endorsement. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, merch, like, you know, shirts. Appearances. Appearances, yep. whatever, uh, autographs, whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And That's so crazy. nobody wanted any of that stuff. He made $24 <laughs> last six months of his life. Wow. What did you That's do? crazy. Uh, a birthday call or something? I mean, yeah, you were like, uh, what's that app, Cameo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could have yeah. been doing that, you know? No, you just know right. Happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad for my boy. That's crazy. Yeah, that know, is right? crazy. He put all that in, though. That's yeah, a lot of hard lifetime. work and all yeah. that whole stuff that he through. That's mm-hmm. just crazy. Yeah, that ain't, that's, what that's still not cool. That's but, what DJ Keith was trying to tell us yesterday. Yep. It's you know it's up and down. It's right? it's, so right. it's, it's like a like a like a wave, right? Yeah. It's a tide goes in and out. But for Michael Jackson, unfortunately, that's what that's what it came down to. Now that could have been if they the IRS. Fair, you know, I think this is a crazy situation because the government was like, Michael Jackson, you're worth $434 million, and they were that wrong. So like, they probably, so Prince probably be, his likeness probably be worth more than Michael's. Yeah. Yeah. Prince was still popular. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was valued. And at, he but. never really had, no like, scandals like and stuff like yeah, that. None he just had his booty out. <laughs> and they apparently loved it. I <laughs> why you get all those Because <laughs> he was known for the booty cheeks out. Last one, I got uh, something about Nicki Minaj. Oh, yeah, I thought you she actually re- reminds me that you're a viral star now. Over <laughs> 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 one million views, 1.5 million views. That's crazy. That is crazy. You know, I don't know why it was that controversial. How does it, it feel to be a celebrity again? <laughs> you know, Leah hates that because she says she never gets 1.5 million views for reading books to the kids. True. And she's right. I don't. Or the chicken wars, huh? Or the chicken wars. Yeah, yeah. Shake that ass, shake that ass. <laughs> well, shake that Y'all ass. just want to see me shake this ass, huh? <laughs> hey. Sorry. Can't take, the, can't take the views away one way or the other. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Uh, but anyways, Nicki Minaj's mother uh, just filed a civil suit for the death of her father. Mm. So there was a hit and run that mm. happened uh, yeah. a couple like a while ago. Yeah. Uh, apparently some guy, uh, the dad was, cro- he was 64 years old. He was crossing the street in Long Island in February 2021. So a couple, like five months ago or mm-hmm. so. Uh, he was struck by a vehicle driven by a guy named Charles Polovich, who was 70. Uh, the guy stopped and asked if uh, the injured man was okay, but then he didn't call for help and he just left, which what? is, by the way, a crime in every. <laughs> so was he still thing. laying on the ground? <laughs> was yeah, like, you yeah. okay? Okay, cool. Is he cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he cool? <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, yeah, it's unclear. Did he get out the car? He never got out the car. He's kind of like pulled up next wow. to him. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna let you. That's crazy. But, um, Obviously, that's illegal in every yeah. state and should be illegal. And in this situation, it just makes you look extremely guilty, even if you really weren't. So in any event, they uh, they got the the dad to the hospital. He was in critical condition. He was pronounced dead the next day. Um, and there's really 
there, there's a law, there's a criminal case going on about the hit and run. I'm sure that that will get resolved. But this civil case is for 150 million dollars. And the lawyer for the guy who hit him said that Mr. Polovich has expressed empathy and condolences to the Mirage family. While the civil suit's not unexpected, the criminal charges are pending and they have no bearing on the civil case, which is a lie. Because depending on how that all plays that ain't out. Ain't that why Bill Cosby went to jail? <laughs> well, it, so in a, in, a, in Ohio, at least, uh, if you enter a no contest plea to a traffic offense, then that can't be used to prove that you were guilty in a car accident. But if you entered a guilty plea, then you could use that in a civil case. So and when he says that it has no bearing, it's like, okay, maybe that, that's not exactly right. But in any event, it has to be determined whether there was any negligence involved in the accident and the degrees of negligence. Um, and I will add that the amount demanded is shocking, to say the least, and I don't believe it is any way reasonable. And this gets back to what we were talking about with Michael Jackson, right? This poor guy, 64 years old, gets killed by a hit-and-run driver. And now the lawyers are going to go argue about what this guy's life was worth. And That's it's cold about. because this guy's saying that guy's life wasn't worth $150 million, And That's the lawyers... Right. That's, and that's the other side of it. It's like, this is somebody's life. We need to memorialize this life. We need that's to be respectful to this person's life. And it's always a tough thing in personal injury to have to put a number on somebody's life. Because frankly, what's, what good is any amount of money if you lost a loved one? Really? Yeah, that's right. crazy. But, I hate that he was even walking. I was trying to figure out why was he even walking. But in New York, that's how it is. He probably went to like, Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So. Why, when know, they got a driver still. or something. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, Nicki Minaj's oh, dad. You know what I mean? You were questioning that type of money. That's just crazy. Well, in any event, we'll see what happens. We'll follow that up. But um. It's also kind of strange that he even got to a lawsuit because most of these things you'd think would just be settled beforehand. But my guess is that the family's so upset with this guy for leaving that they just. Was they still together? I don't think they were. Uh, Let me tell you. Uh, At least I can tell you what her name is. I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. Carol Mirage, yeah. They were, so, okay. so I assume so. It was, it was uh, I mean, Robert Mirage and Carol Mirage. So either she kept the name or they I were married say, at the yeah, time. You kept the but name. I think she probably would have had to be married to bring the claim. Right. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but this is just the same thing as Michael Jackson, basically. We're dealing with people's value after death, and that's, like, a, always a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I always take the position that people's lives are invaluable. Like, mm-hmm. you, I can't replace any of you. I can't replace anyone on this earth. Everyone's unique and... There's no amount of money that's going to suffice, but, yeah. you know, George Floyd, they say $27 million. Robert Mirage are saying 150 mm. Michael Jackson are saying $4 million. It's just all over the board. Wow. You know, it's crazy. Mm. But anyways. Wow. Like some nice light topics. For yeah, everybody. that was good. <laughs> I, I had to censor myself with the kids last week, but I will say, uh, you know, Clyde brought up a good point. The you know, kids listen a lot more than we probably think. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, rem- I was like very sensitive about the topics that I had. Like, wait, I don't know if I can touch these things. And then I what asked them. They were talking about. Yeah. And I asked them, what's, what's your favorite music? And they're telling me Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. I could have brought my I don't know. Like 10 year old. Maybe. So like Kai said, I mean, they listen. They're like uh, sponges, right? Like yeah. They, they pick up whatever. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. DJ Keep said that yesterday, yep, too. Yep, he just yeah. said that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going to talk about that next. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, there's some wisdom. There's some wisdom there. Right 
Yeah, there's some yes. wisdom there. They, they're so good. Kids smoke that stuff up. There's no yeah. two ways about it. So you guys got to be paying attention when you're out there with your kids. Mm-hmm. You don't think they're paying attention, but they definitely are. They that, that opened my eyes. I don't have kids, but that opened my eyes last week. And you're like, I ain't having none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like gangbangers. <laughs> I like my under uh, overshirt. The kids ain't messing yeah, that up. Just be a kids. It's like, plenty of time for Nipsey and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> well, this has been a great uh, Ask a Lawyer Wednesday. We appreciate you yeah, for stopping yeah. through as usual, Dennis. Thank you. And tell the listeners and viewers how they can reach you for their uh, personal injury yeah, claims. Yeah, you can go to swanandswan.com or just Google Dennis Swan or our number is 419 900 be safe out there on the roads, guys. Yes. Shout out to our sponsors. Hotbox. Hotbox. Mud City ENT. Uh-huh. Land Self, the People Salesman. Yes, sir. Jay Rush Jennings. Yep. Sasha Denise. Legendary Carpet Care. Hey, Witness Riches. Hey. Kendall Harvey. Yes. And the Social Butterfly. Hey, and if Carter. you would like to become a sponsor of the number one voted podcast, send your info to Rise and, and Grind at the 419grind.com and you can become a sponsor of our show. Now, if you tuned in yesterday, huh, it got real. Hey, we was talking about some real juicy stuff. It got deep. We was talking. Hey, DJ the legendary DJ Key Success was dropping serious gems, mm-hmm. so much so that we had to bring him back for another round. So make sure you stay tuned for part two Just with the legendary the DJ hey. Key Success and Gregory Buchanan Jr. Hey. Hey. We'll be right back. right back. I done lost everything last year, man. I'm still here this year, though, nigga. Go crazy, AG. I'm feeling chosen. I that them L's that I took, bitch, I'm still feeling golden. Diamonds run my neck and they frozen. I be feeling down, but I keep going. I'm smoking real gas and this shit blowing. I'm sitting here thinking like I'm chosen. I was 17 getting them bows in. I got the gift of gabbing, pimping hoes, man. I knew I was a hustler when I was 10. FBIP sweeping the floor, getting it in. Cause my mama couldn't get the guys like all of my friends. She was trying, but my mama had eight kids. But don't worry, mama, cause we bout to get rich. Plus, I got us, yeah, I'm bout to get us out this bitch. And get you that new Billy that you always wanted to get. Cause you the reason why I know all of this shit. And 10 Cam, y'all my boys, I love y'all forever. What's up, Toledo? My name is Jason White. I'm the CEO and founder of Witness Riches. And did you know that we offer the credit repair service? If you're trying to buy a house, get a new car, refinance bad debt, or just be prepared for whatever life may bring your way, you should consider hiring our credit repair program. Typically, within the first three to six months of working with us, our clients average a minimum 100-point credit score increase with each credit bureau. So if you can use gains like that, you should consider hiring our credit repair service. All you have to do is go to the700clubtoledo.com to learn more about our credit repair program. And if it interests you, we're also going to give you the ability to start your first 30 days for just $19.99. So go to the700clubtoledo.com, learn more about our program, and we look forward to serving you. Hello world, I'm Quentin Riley, CEO and founder of Legendary Carpet Care Plus. The services we provide are professional carpet, tile, and upholstery cleaning, both for residential and commercial. We show up on time, we get the job done, we're certified at what we do, and our customers rave about us. We're legendary, and if you don't believe me, check this out. Hi, my name is Susan Brown, and I am the owner of the Doris Brown Fitness and Learning Academy. I've been using Legendary Carpet Care for about three years. 
now, and I'm very, very, very pleased with it. Sanitation should be important to everyone, but it's mostly important to me because I want my children to come into a safe and clean environment, and Legendary Carpet Care provides that for me. I would personally recommend Legendary Carpet Care to other businesses because he's fair with his prices, he's, he's an on-time person, he never lets you down, and just look at my place. It's just clean all the time, and I, and I use it like every three or four months. If you're interested in getting your home or business sanitized, visit our website at legendarycarpetcare.com or click the link associated to this video. We look forward to serving you. That's all risk. Shoes, red bottoms, bills all crips. Pass the vaccine, niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on dig. Too much fraud shit, can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow talk, and you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick. Now watch the sauce. That walk is just lift a finger, bitches, like, ooh, watch it glow. Call fatty like a willy, smelling like a cash stimmy. If niggas say it's smoke, I'm sliding down the old gym. Now I ain't playing, bitch, really. Nah, 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 a nigga too jiggy. Fuck a mean, you are really grand slam to dick. I know you ain't a boss, cause your bitch be too friendly. I got a question, what's with the capping nowadays? All you preach about is money. Bitch, I'm stuck in my way, splashing that reed. Paper and some matrix of shame. Cut from a different cloth. We cut the nets at the game. Lost some friends and gained endeavors. No handouts, my own investors. Strip club, we bring umbrellas. Happy places under pressure. With the dogs like I'm Cruella. Money talk, I'm serving lectures. Shame my name to Sasquatch. Cause I'm a big stepper. Oh, Bitch, that's all rich. Shoes, red bottoms, bills all clicks. Pass the vaccine, niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on niggas. Too much fraud shit, can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow talk, and you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick, now watch the style strip. Done lost so many homies in the past year. That chillin' be humble shit so last year. Pop my shit, bet I talk it. A nigga took a hell, it was less, it's never lost. Church. Never trust the soul, cause they ain't make it, we ain't coffee. And don't believe a bitch to say the shit don't do the soft. And then it's happy, steady, flossy, exercise, ooh, they lost. They just easing up behind us, wipe the feet up, kissing off. Hey, who you think you is? Crunch 
this time Lillard with the step back. This guy's playing, fuck boys gotta accept that. All these gold links, they think I'm Cuban. Head on the swivel, every circle got a juice. On my shit and y'all can scoop it. MVP for most improvement. Draft night, how y'all be choosing? Wade to James, how we hooped it? It's a comeback if I'm losing. Went to forms, came from Buick. My till Jordan, walk up in that bank and it's just how we do it. Hold on. Swish. Money. Bitch, that's all rich. Shoes, red bottoms, bills all quick. Pass the vaccine, niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on dick. Too much fraud shit, can build a whole house. They shootin' all bricks. All that pillow talk, and you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick, now watch the style strip. Say what you mean, mean what you say, nigga. Ain't riding, stay up on my way, nigga. They got your food, I'm still in place, nigga. I'm thankful cause I made it past my 30s, no one murdered me Still remember vividly the nigga that pulled a gun on me I'm petrified but moving like I got no sense of urgency Pride make a nigga act way harder than he really be Pride hide the shame of sin and cut off all utilities Pride hide the pain of growing up in hell and poverty Pride make a nigga feel a way that you and follow me Make a nigga flash a thousand like he hit the lottery Make a baby mama make shit harder than it gotta be Make you have to take the bitch to court to see a prodigy Make you have to use your last resort and pull a robbery Pride be the reason for the family dichotomy Got uncles and some aunties that's too proud to give apology Slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be It got me feeling different when somebody said he proud of me Pride is the devil mm. I think it got a hold on me Pride is the devil mm. And it left so many R.I.P. Pride is the devil I think it got a hold on me Pride is the devil Paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Uh. Terrified, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void. And when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Yeah. 
too much money to count. What's the amount? Ten of a bounce. I got a pair, nigga, to add it up. And pay somebody to make sure whatever amount he said, I'm back it up. Got racks on racks, I'm racking up. Stacking up. You reaching or acting up. Break it down, wear it up, not back it up. Make a five of mine, that's regular. Nigga, playing with us, that's negative. Go back to start, that's never. I'm a boss, my closet leather. Ain't no off days on my schedule. As long as I live, we live forever. So my twin and shit get better. These niggas that slip, let me ahead of Got my feet up, I pay 70 bands and have sex on the jet. I don't need them, that shit in the past. I'm feeling like what's next. Got my speed up, foot all on the gas. This not a CA vet. I can beat them, I believe in me. Just tell me what's the bet. All my pride gone. Had to lose it all, then I got rich. I own five homes. Like some of this shit starting to make sense. I'm staying hella focused. And I can't forget the bigger picture. I can't even hold it. I didn't have shit, I won't forget it. Will I be destroyed? Come to me with everything, it's starting to get annoying. I'm addicted to promethazine, it's crazy, yeah, I know it. All this money coming in, it drive me crazy, not destroyed. I'll be crazy if I blow it. Pride is the devil. Mm. And I think it got a hold on me. Pride is the devil. Mm. And it left so many R.I.P. Pride is the devil. I think it got a hold on me. Pride is the devil. Mm. Listening to the Rising Grind Morning Show, presented by 419 The Grind. Welcome back. You are tuned into the number one voted podcast, The Rising Grind Morning Show, with Leah Renee, Shay K, Clyde Green, and Jay. And we are back with part two with the legendary DJ Keith Success. We had such a great conversation yesterday that we had to have you come back well, because appreciate it, appreciate it was such a good time. You know, our viewers, our listeners, they was all into it. They didn't want to stop. Nobody wanted to end the show. It was like, oh. we didn't want to end at 10.30. On, and um, now... <laughs> my brother and sister over here. Clyde. <laughs> um, and we have young Gregory Buchanan Jr. with you today. Yeah. Thank you for coming in, Gregory. You got a nickname? You got a nickname? Stage name. Stage name. We got to make you one. Little Greg. Baby G. G on the beat. What's your middle name? Is this my guy? G on the baby G on the beat. So I'll get it real quick. No, it's I don't know. It's not on. Mic is on. <laughs> it's all right. Give us one second. <laughs> Give us a second, guys. Yeah, so uh, while while he's getting his mic together, uh, DJ keeps success. Tell us why you, um, how you know Gregory first of all and why you started working with him and why you wanted to bring him in this morning okay well Gregory is my cousin his dad and me and first cousins and his dad's what's his dad Gregory Gregory yeah yeah so uh line moment (laughs) you know basically it would be like certain events I would see him at like say like my uncle had passed away he would be playing the organ he was like five six years old so I'm like Cuz, who is, you know. That's amazing. It's this little cuz right here. So the thing was, was that, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking that, because he's more gospel-based, you know what I'm saying? Wow, that's amazing. So so the thing about it was, I'm thinking that he was already in, somebody was already, you know, dealing with him Mm -hmm. in in that realm. So about, maybe about three months ago, my cousin called me and was like, hey, man, can you do something with my, you know, with little Greg? And Mm -hmm. I'm like. I'm thinking they already, you know. Like yeah, said, you thought so somebody was already on the job. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the thing was, was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? But the thing was, was that 
if I was going to do it, we had to do everything legally from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I set him up as a BMI writer. He got his own publishing company. Wow. Okay. So Ooh, we started that out me. right, right off the Going back to what you were talking about right. yesterday. Setting them up for the future and making sure everything no, that's is right. right off the bat. So the thing is, is that we, I had to take him from being just a, a session church player until we turn up. Like, turn him into a recording artist. Mm-hmm. So, right now, we're actually working on his uh, first debut CD. Wow. About three-fourths of the way done. We'll be shooting a video for the first <laughs> single pretty soon. That's amazing. And the, and the thing about it is that he's so versatile. It's just not gospel-based. Right. I mean, he can play anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And basically, he's been playing since he's four. So it's, And another thing, he's a little shy. This is his first interview. So well, no, he told me he's been on the radio before, right? You said you've been on the radio, huh? You said you ain't new to this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, what radio station was you on before? There we go. <laughs> yeah, you could just. You, um, I was yeah. on. Um, 102.3 Proclaim FM. Yes. Okay. okay. So this isn't your first rodeo, huh? So you are how old again? I'm 10. You're 10. And and you've been playing instruments since how old? When was the first time you picked up an instrument? I played the um, piano since I was um, four. I played the drums when I was two. Oh, my mm. gosh. Who introduced you to that? I had... Um, I had drum lessons and I had piano lessons. So did your dad, was it your mom and your dad who got you drum lessons and piano lessons? My mom had um, put me in piano lessons. Awesome. Shout out to mom and she's on the live right now. Queen, I love this little boy. Uh, Coco Mae Buchanan is mama and she's on the live. Shout out to her for creating such such an amazing young individual and seeing his talent at an early age and getting him started. And, and now here you are. So what do you want to do with your talent in your in your art? So uh, I like to um, like to show like people how to um to do like to do talents how to really like play how to how to like hone in on their talents like how to specialize in whatever they're doing their craft that's that's amazing yeah oh not to go ahead but to go inside to what i was saying yesterday now if he was only four years old basically when he started playing you can imagine what goes into a kid's brain mm-hmm. and what can go into a kid's brain. Right. So don't never think, as y'all was talking earlier, that they can't comprehend nothing just because they might be two, three, four, mm-hmm. and they don't understand what's going on. So, like, when, say, like, and like I said, I ain't trying to preach or nothing like that. No. I ain't on that yard, you know, but I'm saying <laughs> as far as, um, like, if you was cussing or if it was something like they in the radio and you, you know, it ain't the clean versions or whatever. And you, as an adult, interpret it like it's an adult. But the kid in the back seat is like taking that in and thinking, like I say, they don't know if it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So you could say, don't be cussing. But if I hear that from everywhere else, yeah, it's a way of life. Right. Yeah. Why I'm saying? not about to be cussing. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, but on the flip side of that, like I said, Whatever goes in, they absorb it like a sponge. So that's why I brought little Greg on here. 
so he can actually show people what he can do. And not just him, but anybody can. Yeah. If you instill the right information in your children early mm-hmm. and know what the right information is right off the bat, like I say, it ain't got to just be gospel. It ain't got, it's just having the right frame of mind. Yeah, Ma says he taught yeah. himself how to play the organ, and he plays lead and ba- uh, lead and bass, 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 bass also. guitar, drums. Yeah. The boy wow. play everything. That's what I'm That's saying. Amazing. Like, we making this album with the exception wow. of maybe three songs. He played everything from top to bottom: the drums, the bass, guitar, sax solos, everything that y'all gonna hear on this debut CD. It's a mixture of gospel and jazz. Amazing. Don't like put your lips problem. on it. And he off the hook. <laughs> and he only 10, like I say. Only 10. <laughs> you about to be a problem, man. Man, this is amazing. Yeah, I play for church. What uh, church? It's the refreshing place by um, 2500 Nebraska. All okay, right. You know I love it. Deep loved. Okay. Now, what's your favorite part about playing for the church? It's like, like, it's like, um, like God gives me the anointing to play the mm-hmm. play. Talk your stuff, boy. <laughs> I love it. Anointing. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Now, what's your favorite instrument to play? I like to play the um uh, the bass guitar. You like the bass guitar? That's your favorite. Cause you a rock star, huh? <laughs> I love it. Alexa, stop. Alexa, get your life. <laughs> like, what is going on? That's how you be checking your women. Alexa, I thought that was fly too. I was about to get my bill. <laughs> so, sorry about that. <laughs> when you're when you are playing, how does it happen? Like, does is it like actual songs that he plays, or does he write his own songs? Like, what? So this is the thing. It's a combination of both. Okay. So when I first got with him, like. What I would do, I would just play a beat. Like, I would sample a beat from a record. Okay. And I would have him say, I would say, come up with a melody for this. Wow. And I swear to y'all, in less than like... <laughs> I'm done. 10 to 15 seconds. 10 to 15 <laughs> seconds it. later, he got a melody. He tuned in the instruments while he playing to see which one sound the best. Then, it's like he'll, I say, make a bridge to it. He'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He'll start playing a bridge. And then if I say get funky with it, he know what I mean. He oh, my know how God. To do the bridge the funky. Who taught you how to do that? Um, oh, like, um, like he told me, like, to do, to do a bridge, but I did a bridge. You know, he, he understands music. Yeah, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we both, well, I don't know about him. I can't read music, but as a DJ... <laughs> Certain songs that I mix, like I mix different genres, different, you know what I'm saying? Like I could have two groups sounding like one. Mm -hmm. So say like if it was like some old school stuff like the Ohio Players and the Brat, I could mix them two songs, mix two of their songs together, make them sound like they supposed to go there. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So without being taught, because if somebody were to teach me the fundamentals of DJing with BD, Keys and BPMs. I wouldn't have got it. Right. So I just dirt it by ear. So I think it's the same with him. Wow. He understands musically without having to read sheet music. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Because yeah. I always thought that was difficult. My aunt was trying to get us to learn how to uh, play yeah. the piano. Right. Tony to said, what, a, what like do they call those difficult. types of kids? Gifted. That's gifted right there. That's yeah. a true yeah. gift from God, like he but, said, anointing. <laughs> right. But I'm going to tell y'all this, and this is keeping it all the way real, because and this ain't to blow up nothing or nothing like that, but I that's normal. That's how you gotta look at it. Like he lagging behind. 
all the kids got potential just like this. Right. It, it ain't no gifted. It's like what you put in front of. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. like some people get it, some people don't. But whatever you doing, they pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means that if you knew a career path or some kind of direction, you could set them in early and you getting them set up. I'm talking about early. Find out what credit is. Find out what it's about. Find out really how to use it. And you getting started before you even go there, before they start sending you all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Know what it's about. So, I mean, setting them up for the future like that, where it's like, you know ahead of time what's coming up to, but you got to know how to handle it within yeah. today's society. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little more to it than just music. It's like a lifestyle yeah, and yeah. stuff you're trying to set up for them. So, you know, like I said, he might turn 16, 17, might not even do music no more. But the stuff that he done did prior to it, since it's set up legally, you know. It's going to transfer right over to whatever exactly. he does. And publishing, if y'all don't know, you know, that's forever money. And your kids and grandkids, you know, as long as you're doing music and it's selling and people streaming it, that's, you know, that's forever money. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that is. So what do you, where do you see yourself in when you get older and say maybe 10 years? Like, um, 10 years, I think I would, um, would play more music. You, you still want to be doing music? You want to do that for your career? Per, like full time? That's what's up, man. Stick with it, man. So we're going to get to hear you play, play something, right? Right. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Right. Yeah, I'm anxious, too. We get to hear him play. He's going to play something live here in the studio. So what are you going to play for us? I'm going to um, play um, a gospel song. I love it. What's the name? It's um, it's, um my mom's favorite song. That she, that she be crying. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, she about to be on here crying, huh? <laughs>
That's what's up. Now, like I said, just by him versatile too, play Billy Jean. Oh, get funky Uh-oh. with it. Get, get funky, funky with, with it. it now. Yeah, get funky with it too. Just a a quarter of what this boy. Is. Right. Like just music. a quarter. Like like some shout music. Try it. Some shout music. Uh-oh. He funky with it now. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> now don't ask me, I'm gonna give you what you want. <laughs> Put those hands together right now. You got some Watch out, yes. That's yes. just a smidgen, y'all. Like I say, oh. I can't even talk. Grab your wallets. <laughs> that make you happy. We do offering at church too. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if the Holy Spirit is there, they might do it three times. Right. If the Holy Spirit move you. <laughs> so. Yeah, so basically, you know, I brought them in just to show y'all that, you know, the kids are capable of learning anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like I said, it ain't got to just be like gospel. It's something that they might gravitate to that they could build a future upon. Like, mm-hmm. so, if, for instance, if you did a business or you have the intentions on doing one, and you can even say, for instance, that you might be too busy to actually you know, start one, but you got your kids where you can mold them and educate them on what business is, what, how to run it, how to maintain it, how to, I mean, even if you, but the whole point of it is, is that your kids are sponges. So don't take for granted that they ain't never paying attention, even if it's indirectly, you know, that that's all. And I, I know everybody ain't perfect or nothing like that. It's just, as much as we can help trying to do it to where right. you know what I'm saying that mm-hmm. they they get it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah because they're the next generation anyway so you want them to know how to do it right so they'll just move on it, right exactly mm-hmm. exactly so that's the whole thing I mean it's like everybody got some kind of gift when you find it and you try to find people to help you do it if they genuine you know what I'm saying? The thing is, that's where you gravitate right. to. Mm-hmm. So even if your parents ain't, like, you might not have the best relationship or something like that, but you see somebody else that you would listen to, but that's actually doing something. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so say, like, if it's somebody that's working on a car, but it's like they don't mind somebody watching them do it and showing them how to do it, and they might take it upon themselves, like, 
all right, I'm going to take it a step further and turn it to an actual business Mm -hmm. and do it like that. Because that happened to one of my cousins. Like, one of my cousins, like, it's stuff that was embedded in us as we was younger. Mine was music. His was cleaning, okay? His mom and daddy made made him and his sister clean, you know what I'm saying, to where it became such a... Second nature. Second nature. They made into a business. This dude would come over my house, (laughs) straightening up like he lived here. Right. (laughs) So what happened is that his son always was behind him, watching him. So what he do? He turned into a business. The son got a yeah. A cleaning business. Got a cleaning business, lawnmower service, all of that stuff. Just from generational watching. watching. You know what I'm saying? Observing. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 either way you. Yeah, that observed behavior is strong. I learned about it in psychology in college. Like they see, it's a whole chapter about it. You know that that observed behavior, that learned behavior, is some some fierce. I think what what it was coming up. Our parents didn't look at us as. as future team members, we, we was always kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny I'm, kids play. Danny kids play. I'm raising my son. Up. <laughs> we we about to be partners, man. Right. We, we gonna do this. You gonna you gonna get a job. You turn fifteen. You gonna live off me. We gonna save your money. We gonna do it this way, yep. so that when I am gone, you got you got your own nest there. You gone. Yep. It's all dying. about the future. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us don't understand, or maybe don't think about it, and pay attention to the actual future right. and the future of your kids. You might have that. Passion of first six, seven, yeah. eight years, but they think as soon as it's teenager, oh, I can't control them no more. Or, or they out here, or they talking back to me, or I try whooping them, and they looking at me like, you know, they are bigger than me mm-hmm. now and all that. But the thing is, the brain right. capacity is still there for people to, you know, for you to learn and be like, like, you know, you may be bigger than me. You might think you know more than me. Right. And at one point, you're going to go try to find out if, if you do have it. Now, the thing about it is, is that, you know, when you break a lot of the relationships down between parents and children, now it's kind of like more freedom. Yeah. It's kind of like you treat more of them like more yes. like sisters yeah, and, you know, little yeah, homies yeah. than parents and all of that. So if it's a sign of disrespect coming, you can't be surprised if one of the children be tripping on you because you let them do that. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, if, if, a, if a child... And their parents can identify with each other like that. Have that respect, though. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know, we cool. But when I say what I hey, say, yeah, you know, what I have to be. My oldest is taller mm-hmm. than me. Like, okay, now nah, we can have a little joke and playing. But, yeah, but you know, uh, I'm not your friend. When right. she gets don't serious. bro me. People be calling their parents bro. I, know, and I hate that. Yeah. Don't do that. Show right. some respect. Exactly. I will slap you upside no, your head. Absolutely. Exactly. So <laughs> that whole Please. thing is. You have to show them something different, not even different, but whatever they out here promoting is not the real deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't nobody teaching nobody about credit, how to mm-hmm. use it, when to pay it off, the best way to do it, to establish building all that. Because the thing is, is that if they talking about getting rid of money and this currency and all of this stuff, then we left out here. And they only basing stuff off of credit or what you're doing and mm. everybody well, lost in the sauce. Mm. A lot of it, too, uh, DJ, is that people aren't taking advantage of programs. Yeah, I was just going to say that. People. I swear, I was we just going to say it's a lot hey, of no, people no. out here. Hey, no, they taking advantage of them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I ain't trying to front, but I've seen it myself. Because, look, as soon as they start talking this PPP stuff, everybody was coming to me like, you know you can get a PPP loan and all this mm-hmm. and that. And I'm like, at first I thought about it, but then I heard <laughs> about the did. requirements. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't be lying about mm-hmm. that because 
Something going to happen. Yeah. So I'm hearing through the grapevine, and I don't know all of this to be true, but they actually coming after people if you ain't did it the right way. Mm-hmm. And some people already in jail. And see, and that's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Is it? Because I was wondering. If you're looking at the bigger bigger picture, this is my opinion. Okay? Well, that's I want someone focusing on okay. PPP, but we got like... We had credit advisors come on to the uh, show that they offer credit classes and counseling. Yeah. That people are just not taking advantage and of. And then the we asked them that. We yeah. say we asked them, like, so what are some of your biggest challenges? People don't want to they don't want to come and do it. Yeah. We give them a map, we give them a we give them the recipe, and well, they don't wanna, what? you know. It's not enough people advocating for it at the same time. So for instance, I give you a perfect example, and it's kind of like off the scale, but it is what it is. Like I stopped watching BET years ago, but before that, I was watching the patterns. So how many times y'all gonna watch, y'all gonna play Set It Off? How many times you gonna play this Christmas? The actual movie, you know what I'm saying? Right. How many Medea movies we gonna see? <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. It's programming. So if it was three, four different people at the same time talking about credit, talking about programming, and they connected it to entertainment or connected it to where it would make somebody be like, Damn, okay. Now I know why I got to get my credit. It ain't about doing something you never did before or you don't think you're ever going to use it because you're so used to having cash and all of that. Right. But the thing about it is is that they don't operate like that. So if you find out what credit is and know how to use it, use it to your advantage. Because I'm going to tell you something right now that's real stupid to me. So everybody got guns, right? Or you, we hear about this gun violence, but why all of the African American ones that's old enough to register a gun don't have it registered? A lot of them don't, but a lot of other people do. So if they was to get in trouble, they got a reason. Oh, mine is registered. But if the same dude that got the same opportunity to get their stuff registered too don't get take advantage of that, then your ass is out. Mm-hmm. Just a little crazy. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just like with the driver license. How we all start driving with all our L's. And I try to tell my niece now, you can't drive a car, you gotta get your L's. You get your L's, you can drive as much as you want, so I don't care. But I gave the city a little too much money, got too many cars out of the impound driving mm-hmm. our license. I'm not about to let you do it. Right. She got her license now. So yeah. Might have been lying so going to what y'all <laughs> saying, we got <laughs> the same opportunity. <laughs> yeah, we got the same opportunity to do the same stuff, but it has to be appealing to somebody mm-hmm. to want to do it. Even though if it is the right thing, like I said, you got to connect the credit to somehow the entertainment and make them see why you would need it. Yeah. So like a perfect example, I'll give you a perfect example. If I was to have signed a record label with with a with a deal with a, a record label where you got an advance, say like you got a five hundred thousand dollar advance, all right. So you making money now, if you was to put that money in a bank or you do some other things with it to establish credit with it, as opposed to like, you know, you buying your car, you buying your your stuff like that. So say like if you had an issue with the record label or they didn't pay you on time or something like that. Now, if you needed to get a house or if you needed to do something else, you, now you can use your credit for that. And you don't have to worry about that cash that you thought it might have been there. Or, or you used to <laughs> right or you used to having a certain kind of cash flow and it ain't there no more but a lot of these kids don't even know that they got credit on their side if they knew early enough how to use it 
So right off the bat, as soon as you hit in college and they sending you these credit card forms and people thinking, oh, yeah, I could pay, I could buy this and I ain't got to pay the bill to such and such or mess it up where they don't pay at all because they just like, I got the stuff, but not knowing like, okay, I can use this credit to get a crib. And the same stuff I'm paying for rent, I could be paying on a mortgage that's mine. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all kind of stuff like that we ain't educated on or we think is whack because we don't either hear somebody else doing it or that ain't my thing because I'm doing the same thing every day as long as I'm making money and I'm talking to who my homeboys and I got a girl on the side or a dude. Mm-hmm. That's basic life to me. Mm-hmm. Content. Right. But not knowing like, okay, if I really put my money aside, I could probably buy about three properties and fix them up on my block, mm-hmm. rent them out, have income coming in. So if I don't want to work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got $2,000, $2,100 coming where all I'm doing is paying the property taxes, water bill, but I got freedom. So basically what all this boiled down to for everybody is freedom. But you got to have the freedom to know that you got your bills covered. So if you want to go out of town, your bills is covered, uh, but you got a steady cash flow. So some people don't work. So that's a lot. Like a lot of these people, like I say, like people that would own your iHearts or just a bigger business itself, they ain't there. They got people working for them because now they making enough money from the business to enjoy their life. Mm-hmm. While people like us will be thinking, dang, I'm working for this company and I got to work 12 hours a day. No, you don't. Just know how to start a business and start something that a product everybody would want or a service everybody would want. And as soon as you make enough money consistently worth outweighing what you're doing at your job and you feel a little comfortable, you could quit. Or if you like them benefits, you know, the health insurance, yeah. keep it. But now you got two sources of income. Mm-hmm. So if something did happen at your job, you ain't got to be tripping because you, you ain't going to fall back too far. But, you know, it's just all, you know, it's a big thing. Money management, staying out the way of people, not getting involved in stupid stuff. You know? And that's how we, we lose um, control of our neighborhoods, too, because a lot of cats, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, they purchase houses and they uh, burn them up with the insurance money and then let the, let the land get, get back to the land bank and then the people come by and now they own the land. And, and that's the whole thing. And, and that's how easy it is to either get crossed up or be successful. So meaning like this, if you're going to buy it and burn it up and you get an insurance, that's a one-time thing. One time, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you took that same house, put the money into it, you written it out, you're getting bread every month. Mm-hmm. Why money, would you do something stupid? Because they're exactly. just looking at that big amount instead they of looking get, at the bigger picture. Exactly. That's going to run out And quickly. that is the problem. Everybody got this quick money. I can mm-hmm. get this now. That's the worst kind of money to have. But you know what? Just, that's the same thing in the entertainment business. So, for instance, like I kept telling y'all about publishing, right? Now, if you didn't know what publishing is, that's like the most valuable piece of thing you can own in your whole career. It's like I say, that's how you get paid, even if you're not performing no more. You could be too old, whatever. But I suggest everybody that's in the entertainment, rap, sing, whatever, get a publishing company. It don't cost that much. Thank me later. That's all I can tell you. Thank me later. Get one. Because something, people will be charging you for the information I'll be telling y'all. So the thing about it is, is that if a record label came to the artist and said, hey, 
I'm going to give you $50,000 for your publishing. Nine times out of ten, the artist might not even know what publishing is or know how valuable it is. But they looking at that $50,000 like, That's No, no, they know. They know the artist looking at it like, I can get $50,000 right now. Shit. Where I signed it. Right, yeah. Not knowing that they signed over. You're going to make $50,000 probably in the first year of you doing right, what yeah, you're doing. Right. The company think that's they, some change. They're going to be exactly. making that triple time. Exactly. And, they, and it's going to keep times. going forever <laughs> and ever. So then when the artists, this is how usually when y'all hear about stories about the artists and the like label TLC falling out each other, like that. this is exactly why. Yeah. Because it's like they sign over these rights to these companies and then when they get older, they're not performing no more. And it's like, dang, you popular, but you broke. But whoever put you out has still making money off of your streams, off of sales, all of that. Now, if you had your own publishing company and a record label came to you like that, you could do a couple things. You could do a co-publishing deal with them, or you could just say, no, I can give you a percentage of it, if it even come to that. But the whole thing is, you still got ownership of your songs and the rights to them. So say, like, for instance, if a movie, like if Tyler Perry called you and said, uh, we want to use one of your movies for a song. I mean, one of your songs for our movie. Then you got the right to grant that and say, okay, I want this much for that. And I want a percentage of this. And y'all negotiate to work it mm-hmm. out. But if you're an artist. And don't own the publisher. And don't own the publisher. You, you ain't got no say. So it's nothing. So right. you might get some little bit of royalties if you actually did the writing of it. But other than that. Whoever controls your publishing is administrating them so right. So you might not even want your song in the movie. So if if y'all want to get real deep, <laughs> that's why your Michael Jackson's passed. And that's why your princess passed because the thing is, they had ownership more than what the record labels wanted them to have, and they was more in control. So to get that control back, got to go. So I'm just leaving it there. Y'all can make your own conclusions, <laughs> but I'm saying there's no. I it. It, it ain't no, uh, how can I put it? Ain't no secret about these record labels and how they do the artists and how they, how valuable that publishing and how much it means to them. Because like I say, they grandkids ain't got to work. They great grandkids ain't got to work because I'm still controlling your publishing and I'm, they still playing your music. Like you sitting over here broke, homeless, and it has been, but you was sweet when you was out. Yeah. You was the man, but you know, you fifty years old now, you ain't got nothing. Yeah. Mm. So that's all I'm saying. And it, and, it, it, <laughs> and that's why I'm doing that with him. We get him on when he gets on, he he ain't signing away no publishing. He ain't gonna be on that because he already gonna be educated. I have I already have the publishing because he signed me up for it. Period. That's right. right. So you know what I'm y'all saying? Y'all ain't messing with him and y'all ain't coming for his music. Right. Right. All of that stuff like that. So the thing is, it's just about educating. Being educated in your field. Like I say, if you want to rap or sing, that's just 5%. Even if you don't want to do the business, find somebody that you can trust Ooh, that damn. actually mm-hmm. knows it. Not just, right. oh, I know how to Not upload your, your songs <laughs> or... Or I, well, I know how to market you from top to bottom. How we can brand you, how we can make you be able to sell uh, cars, how we can make you sell clothes. If you got a homeboy that got a clothes line and you doing videos, then you be should be wearing his clothes in your videos. You know, it ain't just about 
My nigga's in the cl- in the video with me, and we waving this, and I'm representing this side. And Man, first of all, you setting yourself up to get popped. <laughs> first of all. Second of all, it's way more stuff you can make your video appealing to draw somebody to you to get your product. Right. It's like a different kind of market. It's like once you get out of that booth and you done made your music, now you got to make sure it's protected. You got to make sure you can sell it. You got to make sure you know how to market it, market yourself, be able to sell stuff to people. Mm. All of that. And then network. Because the thing is, a lot of these cats don't know how to network. They just think, okay, in my neighborhood, as long as my niggas support me, yeah, that's all I communicate. need. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, then you wonder why y'all only got 50 streams. Right. Or, you can't even have a conversation with, you know, right. a, a corporate entity or people exactly. you don't even know how to carry on a conversation. Or market yourself to that. So just for instance, if every video got... Somebody waving guns, a girl shaking their booties. What's going to separate you from them? Why am I going to watch your video just because it's the same thing I'm seeing on everybody's, somebody else's video? And so it's a difference, though, because, see, I'm not coming on here saying that you got to be 100% clean and holier than thou. I ain't saying that, but it's way more other subject matter to talk about than what we got pigeonholed into believing that's all you can talk about. Mm-hmm. Nice. If I ain't talking about shaking my ass, getting money from a nigga, or, you know, having my boys with me on the block, so if if I get into trouble, I got shooters and all mm-hmm. of this stuff. It's like if you're going to talk about it, talk about it, and talk about the ugly side of it, though. Like, you know what I mean? Talk yeah. about the conclusion. Talk about the consequences and what's going to happen in well, the you end. Well, you know what? This is the thing. This is how messed up it done got. They conditions you to think that jail is cool. Yeah, you're right. That is uh, my niggas there too. My daddy there. But the thing is, it's not. See, this is the thing. It's not till you get there. You can hear it in songs, and they make you like I said yesterday about it—a brainwashing. They making you think jail is cool. Jail ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. I can do ten years and come Mm -hmm. out and still do. I'm solid. I'm. They ain't got no chicken wings, no lamb chops, no nothing. It ain't even just that. It's the (laughs) fact that you just gave up your freedom in a nutshell Mm -hmm. for five or six, seven dollars a month, and somebody telling you what to do, when to do it, and you got to fight with a whole bunch of other cats that's probably scared in there like you. But I got to put on this shield. To show that I'm hard, so mm-hmm. won't nobody test me. But then when you get out, all of the stuff that they haven't set up while you was gone, that you're gonna have to get acclimated to. Meaning, like, if you didn't cell get phones. credit, <laughs> cell phones, anything that would help you get out of your situation that you was in, you might not even know how to operate the stuff or use it to your advantage. But before you got in there, you had the world. You had your money. You had your, you know, you was doing your thing out here representing and all of that. But not stopping and thinking like, okay, it can't just be all about this. Because I don't see nobody 40 and 50 <laughs> okay. out here doing this shit and, you know, pantsing and doing this. At some again, point. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, no. Well, <laughs> them, hey, them the ones. See, that's the problem. The OGs are trying status. to compete with the young dudes. Yeah. It's like you got the 40 and 50-year-olds who's supposed to be teaching these 20-year-olds something, you know, crazy. and they And just the thing, them the ones sometimes you can't talk to. Because at that point in age, I done did it for so long that you can't tell me what I'm doing is wrong. So, like I say, them some of the ones you just can't mess with. I'm like, they ain't going to listen yeah. to you. So why They're am I going to sit just a lost cause. and keep trying to get you to see my point? I ain't got to do all of that. 
let life whoop your ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And somebody, and so this is the thing, nobody be trying to say that they know all of the right answers. But if you know in your mind, like, all right, I ain't doing, something ain't right about this picture. Change it because the thing is, somebody waiting for somebody else to try to change before they think they gonna change instead of just doing it. Right. Like one thing, I thought about it at first, but I I can't change because I did it so long. Like before all of this, being cordial and all that stuff, I always opened the door. Like if I'm about to walk into the gas station, somebody oh, behind me, I'm gonna always open the, the door, door and just let them in. Yeah, yeah, no matter who it is. Right. Exactly. Right. So. This last generation, they be thinking that you supposed to open the dorm name post, say shit. They stand there and wait sometimes, huh? Or or be like, you know, like you think you open the door for them, like they, they think you through. about to try to talk to them and shit. Like you gonna yeah. walk them in and you gonna say something like, right. ooh, this. and they don't even be there. I'm just being nice. Yeah. Right. So at one point, I'm like, man, after all of that, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna open the door because don't nobody right. respect. But every time, sometime I do it or think about it. It'll be somebody behind me and be like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then but you remember, like, you can't. It's like the same thing with, like, the negativity. It's like, it's like the same thing with the negativity, right? If you, you know, the, um, the video going viral of me. Okay, yeah, there were lots of negative people on there with negative comments. And I did comment to a couple of them, I ain't gonna lie. But I made sure I commented to, like, all the positive ones I could. Because... That's what matters. Like, I don't care about you people that's on here talking mess. Like, what right. matters to me is the people who are going to support, the people who are paying attention, the people who do love me and understand who I am and what value I bring. You know, that's right. what matters. And that's in any field, any industry, really. You know? Now, I didn't see it. So, but all I'm saying about that is that, okay, to me, it was a. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what that's all that's all that's on the table. Right. These microphones good. Right. right. So basically what it is is that um damn I lost my train of thought and everything. <laughs> you said you, you can't get discouraged from you trying to be nice to people. Right. So the whole thing about it is is that if it's enough people that understand that maybe one day the, the kids that is just walking through and not paying attention to understand like they didn't have to do that yeah. or you know because somebody might dog them might say motherfucker you didn't open it and didn't say thank you or nothing and then they might catch an attitude like they didn't know they were supposed to but then you got some that might have heard it before and was like oh yeah thank y'all thank you and mm-hmm. then it might make, encourage them to be like okay if I hold the door open or like a girl thinking like if a dude opened the door for him that they ain't gonna try to talk to you. They just naturally being general. Mm-hmm. Even with hello, like uh, just say hi. Not even just the women, but say hi to people in general. I say hi to people. All the time, some people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, right? Because don't get that? me wrong, though. It was a time where it was like most women would try to get hollered at if they was walking in the store, and a lot of mentally, I know y'all would get tired of it. When dudes, you know, you can't walk nowhere. Somebody mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, girl," or well, this, girl, that, and the other. So good. I mean, <laughs> we get that, I'm like a woman. You know, we get that. But you know, if, <laughs> if, if it was like a dude being sincere, or you know what I'm saying, they just being nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then at some point, you would know when to cut the conversation off. Just like mm-hmm. if a dude said, "Hey, how you doing?" and he said, "I'm doing good." And it stopped there. Mm-hmm. Then they was just generally being cool. Sure you got a man day. when they come with that. You got a man. All sure now, if any of that still come after <laughs> what, that, what, what then y'all handle it accordingly. Like what, what if it's just like, well, how you doing today? You, you look nice today. 
Am I thirsty? Did I tell you you look nice? No. Thank you. As long right. as you leave it after thank you, right. don't keep asking. Exactly. It depends on how far you taking it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we can work it. You look nice today. How can I see you look like that again? See, you're doing too much. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to let you do it. Now, if you're interested in them, do you? Right, that's different. But if I'm not, right. boy, if you don't shut up. But the whole point, <laughs> the whole point though, is about like friendly communication. It's about <laughs> getting again, to know each other. Again, it's like you said, because it's like even if you aren't interested and if you even if you aren't going to holler like what's so wrong with them trying to holler at you you know you're a beautiful woman I'm a beautiful woman I know men are going to try to holler at me it is what it is I don't have to be rude I could just kindly say no thank you it was nice meeting you though and I do it all the time you know what I'm saying it's not that big of a deal you don't have to be a you don't have to be rude. Right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, as I just never understood that. I've well, never been that way. Right. But this is the thing, too. Sometimes this, it's not, but not the day. Like but this is how you handle it sometimes. Now, say, for instance, if you was like, yeah, no, thank you, or I'm taking, then you got somebody saying something negative. Like, they say, oh, you old beep, beep, mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this what You have this, a great day. Exactly. So this is <laughs> how you handle it. It's like, whew. I'm glad I didn't talk to him because that's the kind of attitude mm-hmm. that he would have had mm-hmm. if we got together. You see what I'm saying? Like, if somebody would have respected the fact that you said what you said and then leave it at that, that's a good dude. Uh, uh, well, my bad, my bad. I had a friend call me back like that because she gave me her number tomorrow. She didn't remember. I called her. I got back out of time for her. I said, you know, you gave me your number. We talked for a minute. She's like, I don't remember. I said, well, okay, well, you need to. <laughs> Damn. She was a neighbor. She was being honest. And I was, I was just stopping at the bar before I got on the road to get back to work. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll catch up with you next time I come in town or whatever. But I talked to her. And I said, like, I don't, I don't remember. I said, well, okay, what's well, cool? You know, it's nice to meet you. Take care. She called me today. She's like, I just had to talk to you because you was, you were so cool. You didn't dog me out. And I was like, what you? Well, you ain't remember me. She said, I, right. I can't make you remember me. Right. Fat black. I mean, if you, if you can't remember that, I mean, I know, you know. But no, nah, but for real though. Right. Yeah. Just be nice, you know. So, back, so. so that's where it started too, because a lot of people here is so. Not talkative, or you know, like like if you walk in the gas station, I'll be like, even if I don't know you, I don't do it all the time. But if I think I know you, like you know, I'll be like, yeah, and some niggas just keep walking like they don't see you, (laughs) or be like, and I'm like, man, nigga, you ain't got your glasses on or something, you know, know, or they, you know, it's the fact of I don't know you, so I ain't messing with you because Mm -hmm. you ain't in my circle. Mm -hmm. Now, how you cut yourself off from everybody, if you got that attitude, it could be somebody that you could be networking with that got some service or something that you might need. So, therefore, instance, so say like, I did that right, and it's like, what's up? And they like, me and mother or something, but I got the tow truck company, and he done called looking for a tow, but he called me, and I was like, saw you at the gas station. <laughs> right. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it, then, then the attitude would change. Like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, the whole thing is human nature And when you bake it down. It ain't no reason to be afraid of acknowledging your brother or your sister because it's the thing. Every All other races do it. Even when they know they wrong. I want you to think about this. How many white people you know that they know that the clan is wrong? They know that, like, if one of them messed up, they going to stick with them no matter what. Okay, yeah, some of our fathers were slaves. We can't help that, none of that. But it happened. We all stick together. Or the stereotype like this, for instance. Say, like, if somebody black stole something from somebody white, that white person is going to think all black people like that instead of looking at that individual <clears> person <throat> and saying he stole. 
So all I'm saying is about sticking together. It ain't no reason why we shouldn't be because at one time it was like that. Yeah. And when once everybody understand, like, okay, it's something that you got. It's something that I got. And we're going to put this together and make it work and understand the parameters for real, for real. Sometimes business ain't like what you can get out of it at one point. It's like if you're looking at it for longevity, yeah, you might got $1,000, but if you can put that back in your business instead of using it and spending it on something else that you probably ain't really going to do Yeah, they don't value that 1000 But you're looking at the longevity. Right. You know, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, right now, any performer right quick, it ain't no reason why. If you don't know about publishing, go on YouTube, find out what it is. Go to ASCAP BMI, sign yourself up as a writer and a publisher if you never did that. That's just free game. That's life right there. So you said you can sign yourself up as a writer as well. So if someone isn't necessarily musically inclined, but they're a great writer and they want to write songs, then this would be the start. Like even if someone, maybe even if they don't even have anything, um, like maybe they only got a couple songs right now written down and they are thinking to themselves, I want to get into writing music. They should start there. Yeah, because that's what the performance rights agencies are for. So for instance, they have things called publishing administration deals where Basically, you'll have publishers. So say like you wrote a song, right? And you give that song to the publisher. Their job is to shop your song with artists. So say like if it was like uh, Neo or somebody like that looking for a song or Beyonce. They publisher would be like, oh, I like the melody of that. And I think that I might be able to use that. Or it was a producer. I like that beat. I think that might sound good for Beyonce. So at that point, it's like... They contact you and let you know, and then that's when you get some royalties from that. So it ain't necessarily you got to be a performer. You could be a writer and still register so your you songs. So you could just like put a few songs out one day and just one day get a call like, yeah, Neo wants to buy your song. If it's done through yeah. a performance rights agency and right. they got the connections Absolutely. to get them to the right yeah. people. Absolutely. See, a lot of people don't understand a lot of the music ins and outs and don't understand the services mm-hmm. that is offered to you. Because, like I said, a lot of people is just so concerned about the performing part or the rapping part, but don't. Because really, it's all about superficial. Sh- it's all superficial anyway. Like a lot of a lot, I feel like a lot of artists want to be that performer and want to get on just because they want to be in that limelight. They want right. to have that. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, but that's what the media. It's like you portrays. don't even really have a love for music, and you don't even really have a love for performing and making sure that your fans come and get like a dope show. Like right. you really just want to be in the limelight. Because that the whole right. thing of being entertained it is a job. It's not just making a song and making a video. Yeah, yeah. It's and work. everybody saying, "Yeah, it's but, some work." But that's why a lot of people don't understand the actual business. Like yeah. even what went on with this this Migo situation. I don't know the exact ends, but the gist of it is that they was doing music and wasn't clearing it with their record label. So they made them be like, "Well, you can't put nothing out for a certain amount of time." Now they might have still been making sweet stuff, but if my label saying I can't put it out, then my money's flow stopped. Mm. All this stuff, if I don't have on my own publishing, I don't get none of that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that favorite. was the situation with the Migos. They didn't own their publishing, and that happened? Well, I don't know if they own all of it, if they got a co-publishing deal. Whatever the, whatever it is, is that um, the label had the right to stop their flow. Mm. Mm. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So the thing about it is, is that you got to know what you sign and what you're getting into. But also... Like I said, knowing how valuable publishing is, knowing how valuable, and not just the publishing, but where do you get it from? Like, for instance, like, 
it's performing rights. It's it's people that stream your music overseas that if you don't know how to get that money from overseas, you ain't going to ever see it. Like I just did one of my homeboys. He is an original New York MC from the 70s, okay? And he and he had been sporadically doing records with people over the years. I just signed him up for his publishing company yesterday. Just signed him up. And what happened was he was already an ASCAP writer, but he wasn't a publisher. So when I signed him up, he already had revenue already stacked wow. from stuff that he Are you did serious? with performance. I can't tell you how much he write. Didn't even know until we wow. opened it up and looked and opened up the publishing and his writing stuff. He had all, of, all of this money that he <laughs> had sitting there Shut that he didn't up. even know. That and this crazy. was just last night. That's wow. crazy. Crazy. Like some people, like some people know the publishers, but like some people don't. Like, like for instance, like BB um Winers want to send um like five thousand dollars if if he give you the um the song. So in a nutshell, what he would be saying is that like, if, and I won't just take him, but say I like. I love that so, you know your information right. and that you've been doing your research. <laughs> you right. five hey. what's on? So this the thing. <laughs> you talking if, to me? If he was. Right. We, <laughs> and, and we just going to say if he, w- if the BB Winans was actually like a regular label mm-hmm. and he was green. Okay. So he would say, hey, I'll give you $5,000 for this song. And don't tell him nothing else like about publishing right, right. or nothing. But I give you this five thousand dollars, so he gonna take the song and make two, make five, all kind of money. Five he could, he could sing it, he could replay it, it could get put in a movie, right, whatever. But he and would Tyler receive Perry's movies too. He mm. would receive all of this revenue, but all he got was five thousand dollars. There ain't crazy. nothing to show for it. So that's because why they're not educated about. That's it. why mm-hmm. he wouldn't get taken advantage of. So what would happen in that situation is like, look. We'll set up a co-publishing deal with you. We ain't selling a song for this, but we doing this, and we want the rights, right. so many percentage rights, points on the record. If anything happened after that, as far as any movie placements, we want a percentage. Of that. All yeah. of that got to be I need discussed. a percentage on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> All of that got to be Forever. discussed before he would Period. even <laughs> sign anything or give right. a song. Right. Or, you know, his guardian do it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like I say, if somebody ain't got no bread... And they looking at it like five thousand dollars. They've been waiting on the check. Mm-hmm. They like here, here, what you know, and be happy with it. But then all they can say is that, dang, they played my song. I'm happy they got my song, right. but you ain't getting nothing from it. Mm-hmm. And they might not never call you again mm-hmm. for another record. Mm-hmm. So that was your one shot, and you blew it because you wasn't educated on the, mm-hmm. you know, on the business. I think that's why a lot of these artists get in trouble now because they're independent and these labels want them to sign and get up under because they want to own them. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 a, like a slavery well, deal. Well, this is the thing. That's basically what it is now. So, so say, for instance, like, I don't care what you look like. <laughs> I don't care how good you can sing. But if you ain't got 48 million views mm-hmm. on your page, I can't do nothing with you because this is the thing. And this is where I'm saying about the corporate making you think you need them. Right. Actually, they need you. Right. So, for instance... It's like, all right. Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. Help, help. Corporate Corp- thinks that the artists need them, right, when right. really the artists need. Right. I mean, so the thing about it is, is that 
if, I do that a lot. Right. So the <laughs> thing about it is, is that if you didn't have them views, I. I don't, I'm not going to spend all my money mm-hmm. trying to make you into this person to try to get those views. Right. If you already got it, I'm going to use my distri- distribution network, right. a.k.a. my homies that own iHeart, that own Spotify, that own Tidal. I'm, I'm going to let my homies, you know what I'm saying, um... Use your following and everything you've built up. Exactly. <laughs> to capitalize off of what you did. Mm-hmm. So that's why the artists be thinking it's a big deal to sign with a major. But if you already making that, <laughs> then it ain't no reason. So that's why, like, I don't know if y'all know about Master P and the stuff he did. If he was to have so any part of his company or did the same thing that everybody else did, he wouldn't have been where he at now. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was smart enough to know, like, look. I want the majority of this. Either you're going to mess with this yeah. or you're not. And you got that power. Because mm-hmm. it's the thing. A lot of people don't hold the corporate people feet to they fire. And that's the same thing um, that happened with Yo Gotti, too. Just, like, listening to his music and listening to his story. He had to buy himself out of his first contract because going into a street dude, you know, he yeah. this, this big corporate conglomerate. You know, they come with this check. Oh, yeah, I'm signed. Now I'm signed. And he put himself into the situation and then once he started really got into it and started learning the business and realized hold on oh no like this ain't oh no so right. he bought himself he was a street dude so he had the money I mean you know everybody don't got the money to do it but he was smart about it and took that money and invested it so that he could buy himself out that contract so now everything you see uh, with was CMG you know what I'm saying his label's bigger than you know what I mean so, some of these right. so corporate I would, brands now mm-hmm. so right I was, so I would tell you how an artist could get on right quick and use it to their advantage so right quick um so say like if it was somebody that signed to a label and they was up under all of this stuff so say for instance meek mill that's what i was getting at meek mill signed to rick ross which rick ross assigned to another company and he and that company signed to another company so it's four or five people that's getting paid before he get his money Mm. and that's why him and wale and all these people that signed deals to other rappers the more people you got to go through, the more money you get took out. Mm. So going back to all of this, so say like right now, if Meek Mill was to buy himself out of that contract, he got a fan base right now so he could put an album out independently and make all of the money. Mm-hmm. So that's what you would do in a situation like that. So say like if you did get with a record label, you used it to your advantage. So if they ain't raping me right now or if I can, can't get the best deal I can, got, can get, when they release me or whatever, I still got a fan base. Mm-hmm. And I can still put stuff out independently. All and, over social media. <laughs> and get all of the revenue as mm-hmm. opposed to... And then on top of that, you can put out as much as you want when you want. That record label might not be like... They'd be like, man, you drowning the, the you know, drowning the market out. We can, let's hold back on this. Or the record label might got three or four other artists right. they're working mm-hmm. with. So, hey, man, you on the shelf waiting. <laughs> Instead of you being independent and putting no stuff out when you want and you get the revenue when you want. That's why, I mean, you hear a lot of these artists saying that nowadays. Like, uh, F a deal. I'm I'm independent. Like, I'm not messing with these labels. You know, they're getting smarter now. So, going back to what we were saying yesterday. So you th- mentally think in your mind like, yeah, I don't, I can stay independent. And I ain't messing with these labels, but yet I got twenty thousand views. I got twelve thousand. That ain't nowhere near mm-hmm. where. So that's when you get into it and understand what marketing, promotion, how to do it, the how to get my brand out, mm-hmm. 
Because the thing is, once you realize you're your own business, you're going to be happy about that. Because some people be like, when you hear people like, man, I'm so glad I got out of my record deal, this, that, and the other. It sounds good when you get in it. Yeah. But when you win it, you wish you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's real hard to get out of it. Ooh. So once you realize, I don't even want to go that route. And all I got to do is follow these steps and still network with somebody. Because I'll tell you something so easy right now. A lot of these rappers out here will help you pay for features. Or if you get a feature with them, right now what you would be doing, say like for instance, if Yo Gotti was saying like, I'll give out features for $10,000. And one of these knuckleheads around here got $10,000 actually spent. What you will be doing is getting his followers, his fan base, and all of that stuff to, you know, you people you would normally not right. have privy to because you don't hooked up with this cat and he got that fan base, but he's charged you this much money for the feature for or whatever. His likeness. Right. <laughs> so whatever the point is, is that if that's going to help you get to where you got to go, then do it. Mm-hmm. But still know if his 10000 for a feature, I got to have all my legal stuff because he already got his coming. So right, I mean, right. that 10000 he going to get paid off of it through mechanical royalties, mm-hmm. whatever, performance royalties. But if I ain't got my stuff, I just gave him $10,000. And all I can say is, I'm like, yo, dog, right, yo, my right. song, dog, him. Like Still cousin, got you know twenty thousand views or whatever. Yeah. Like cousin Keith said, like the the views. I uh, my video went viral on the organ. What? I had more views. Mm. I know that's yeah, crazy. I think he had one view that had like two hundred something thousand on it from somebody else's page. I perform in uh, Detroit. I perform at the festival. I perform everywhere. Oh, wow. Wow. Until COVID hit. Mm. I, um. We stopped. We had stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ready to get back to performing and traveling? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, getting back to him. I mean, that's why, I like, all his business stuff had to be straight before he even went out and put out one product. Yeah. And just like, you know, like like I said, a lot of these people around here just dropping stuff and not thinking, like, I'm not, I ain't even thinking about putting out this project until the video was done. Right. Because why would I even waste all of this time and putting out a product? Be like, little Gregory album drop. Well, is it a single? Is it something that you, I get a preview? Is it a video? Can I see yes. what he look like? Might be a lot of little girls out there looking like, keep repeating the video. Like, right. So can, when cute. can we expect it? When are we going to be able to expect? Well, we're we, we going to be shooting the video real soon okay. for the debut right. single. But, right. but the whole thing is project. And see, by us, like I said, realizing the business, like, I'm only doing this first project right now because he's out of school and we got actually time to to get one done, Mm -hmm. but he's going to be doing a gospel album. We only have, uh, we only need three more songs done, then my whole project will be finished and we're going to send them out. That's amazing. You are working hard. I'm proud of you. You do your own writing? That's what we get into is him actually writing the music. But right now he's playing and actually like preaching. So some of these tracks is him actually preaching on someone. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it coming out. This show has been really great. We're happy that you came through. Um, And when you're ready to bring your album out, make sure that Cousin Keith brings you back through here so we can debut your album or your first single right here and your video. So we definitely want you to come back through and tell the listeners and viewers where they can find him on social media or wherever we can find you or where they can book him if they'd like him to perform at their events. 
Well, you, um, tell them your information. My um, my I have a YouTube channel. It's called Gregory Bruce Cannon Jr. I'm about to go live forever. I have a Facebook page that my um, my mom has signed in on her phone, but I got it on my phone too. It's called Gregory Brickhanty Jr. It's the same thing off of um, off of my YouTube channel. All right, yes. so they can find you at Gregory Buchanan Jr. Make sure you guys go check him out on YouTube. Like and subscribe and share his page. Right this is an amazing, gifted, talented young man, and he's mm-hmm. so well-spoken, so well-mannered. Uh, Mom, you did an amazing job. I know that you're proud, and um, we can't wait to see all of the great work that you're going to come out with. So we are here. We're your new friends, the 419 Grind. Make sure you come back anytime and bring your mom with you next time. We would love to talk to her, too. And uh, DJ Key Success, again, it's been wonderful having you here. We love having you. Make sure you can come back anytime. anytime. (laughs) We need to have a weekly segment. (laughs) Seriously. So we hope you guys have enjoyed the show. We went a little bit longer today because we couldn't stop. We didn't want to stop, but we appreciate (laughs) you guys for tuning in. We want to say shout out to our sponsors, Hotbox. Box. Mud City ENT, mm-hmm. Land Self, the People Salesman, yes, J. Rush Jennings, yep. Sasha Denise, uh-huh. Legendary Carpet Care, Witness Riches, mm-hmm. Kendall Harvey, and The Social Butterfly. Hey, and fine. if you would like to become a sponsor of the number one voted podcast, send your info to Rise and, and Grind at the419grind.com, and you can become a sponsor of our show. So thank you guys again for stopping through. It's been a great show. Um, I want to make one more announcement um, about the Pathway Inc. Back to School Fair, the book bag giveaway that's going on on August 14th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's going on at 505 Hamilton Street, Toledo, Ohio, 43604. There will be um, food, fun, and um, resources such as Head Start programs, healthcare providers, daycare providers, mentor programs, and so much more. Um, children are getting haircuts and hair braiding. Children are getting manicures. There's going to be food giveaways, entertainment, face painting, and so much more. So make sure you get out to um, 505 Hamilton Street um, for the back-to-school fair given by Pathway Inc. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to be here for the rest of the week, so um, I'll be tuned in with the rest of you listeners and viewers watching a great show. You guys got some great plans coming up. For, uh, I can't wait to watch. And if you'd like me to zoom in, you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll uh, zoom in. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> now it's affirmation time with Shay K right here on the Rise and Grind Morning Show. All right. Every single manifestation, no matter how big or small, financial or physical or mental, goes through a process. Some are faster than others, but as long as you show up for yourself, you will get closer every single time. The universe always meets your efforts halfway. So let's pivot from why it hasn't happened to yet to I'm so proud for showing up to myself every day until it does. Divine timing is real. Trust it and trust yourself. Yes. I receive it. Well, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this show. Yes. Like me and Shay always say. Until, until next, next time. time. Mm-hmm. Mwah. Yeah. Check your boy. I'm holding this. All right. I'm going to go get my damn stroller.